seven in a row, jazz fans. It's been a while. This is this is prime time, jazz nation. Let's go. Seven in a row, 12 out of our last 13 right now. We are on a tear. I knew January was going to be good, but... Yeah, I our mean, schedule does help. They are really pulling the stats like we wanted them to do. It's amazing. Right. I mean, it's a long ride. I feel like I, I was talking to you earlier. Is this how Golden State Warrior fans feel all the time? Just like winning games Yeah, all but instead of seven games in a row, it was like four years in a row <laughs> of this. <laughs> I mean, you guys... Some Jazz fans may have been bored the other night. Um... Against the Knicks? Against the Knicks. I know. I mean, I, some people probably went home early. Yeah. That's a no-no, obviously. They, you know you how I that. feel about you that. You don't do that. No, it's really... <laughs> Jazz are playing so well. It's they exciting. They are. It's awesome. What are, we, what are we doing today? What do we got? Well, we're going to figure out what's exciting about the Jazz, why they're so bloody good. We got to <laughs> finish last week's touchy topic, which, of course, was who should versus who will be an all-star off the Jazz team, and then we're going to introduce next week's touchy topic, or should I say this week's? Touchy topic. And then as you guys, I know you guys are all getting hyped right now, drinking Red Bulls, getting ready for the game tonight against yeah. Charlotte, which is going to be an easy win for the Jazz. Yeah, you hope so. We are, I always we are beating the teams that we're expected to beat, yeah. finally. Yeah. And yeah. So that's good. That's fine. And yep. we actually had a blowout game, finally. Yeah. Our starters got to rest most of the fourth, and that's good to see. Yeah, that's really that's good. good to that's see. one big benefit to actually being able to hold a lead all game is the starters actually get to rest. I mean, we saw players on the court that have never played. <laughs> Morgan, uh, yeah, his first, I don't know his first his name. His first NBA points ever. I don't know his first name. Who is it? Morgan. Mr. Morgan. Mr. Morgan. He's, had, he's number zero, too. We, we have a zero we, and a double zero. We have two zeros. <laughs> And a double zero, don't we? No. Yes, you can't do that. I think we do. I, we have a zero and a double zero. I'm Look that have up. To We're gonna get that back that. with you shortly on that. Uh, hat. <laughs> I'm gonna research team. Can you pull that? Thank, thanks, guys. Our research team. The research team's gonna look that up for us. I <laughs> incredible. So last week's touchy topic. Last week's touchy topic. You guys are listening to Jazz Beats real quick. I'm Jackson Stevenette. This is my co-host Tyson Curtis. Everybody, round of applause. You're welcome. <sighs> Huge, yes. <laughs> yep. Touchy topic week. Last week's touchy topic was who from the Jazz should be an all-star this year and also who from the Jazz will be an all-star, so more of a prediction. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Let's get into your thoughts. Okay, so I, was, I, I had to do a little bit of research on this, but it's interesting to see how the breakdown of the percentages of voting Okay. The results actually Yeah, because the fans in. don't decide. They have a, a, a share of the decision, I guess. Right. So if say. you guys have always thought your vote counts, well, I mean, it does. Divide but, that by four. Yeah, by <laughs> about whatever. half of what you think. So 50% of the decision comes from the fans voting. Okay. 25% comes from a media panel, which is totally crooked. And <laughs> then the other 25% comes... From an NBA administrative coaching staff. I wish 100% was the coaching staff. Really? And maybe other players. I think that would be fun. That would be really interesting the if they had an underground players voting yeah. scheme. Because I think certain players respect and appreciate players that the fans don't usually. Right. Um, Tracy McGrady, I remember an interview with him. Phenomenal player. Um, was unfortunate he was had some injuries, but he said the player he liked to play against least. The person he did not want guarding him in the entire league was Matt Harpering. Uh, right. Because he was so physical. And Matt Harpering didn't get the 
the the media attention, the national recognition he probably deserved for that reason. But Tracy McGrady had huge respect for Matt Harpering on the defensive end, and he didn't get much credit for that. So that that was kind of cool right. to see. Yeah, that's really so interesting. So I would like to know what players and more of the people involved with the playing right. coaches that are, that are players, on the court actually see them get a hundred percent of it. That would yeah. be fun. It'd be way awesome. We should we should instigate that. Okay, I'll work Let's on that. that happen. Uh, real quick, the research department's got back to me on okay. the, <laughs> the the jersey numbers. So I'm I'm not this, this just in this is in, I'm coming department. in yeah. Um, sorry, I'm totally interrupting. Okay, we have a double zero, which is Clarkson. Clarkson. Yep. We have a single zero, which is uh, the other bloke. This Morgan. Court. Okay. And then the Jazz Bear. Oh, that's the, the third. The Jazz Bear has two <laughs> zeros. So that's what I was thinking. Okay, okay. okay I'm, so you're right. There isn't another player, but he is. He has a role on the team. Right. He didn't make the roster from what I can see here, but but he has a Jazz uniform. Okay, anyway, back to the touchy topic. That uh, Anyway, Uh Listen, a lot of the comments were pretty much unanimous. Yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of expected that. We all know that Donovan Mitchell is, is an all-star player, and, yeah. every, and we, know, we all feel that the rest of the NBA feels that way as well. Yeah, he's getting a lot of national attention, more so than any other jazz player in a, in a lot of years, I feel right. like. But ever since uh, Gobert uh, blocked um, at the end of the game and didn't get the foul... No one's voting for him anymore. Against the Pelicans? Against the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> they did actually do an official review of that post-game from that New Jersey. Did they say they missed it? They said that, indeed, Rudy Gobert did foul him at the end of the game. Okay. And there was a chance, obviously, he could have made both foul shots. And to tie it. To tie it and go into overtime and ultimately lose to the Jazz in overtime. Right. So. And that announcement means absolutely nothing. I right. think it's, it's end- more so Pelican fans... I'm sorry, the game did not... We're not changing the outcome of the game, but... What? Okay, well, we'll pat you on the back a little bit and Quite, say that could have right, been called. Right. Quite <laughs> literally, the NBA made a statement that said, uh, it, the call was missed, it comes down to bad luck, move on. Literally, that's what they said. It, it, that's nice. bad luck, and they said, nice. move on. That's <laughs> what they said. Wish we could all be that blunt. Yeah. So just so you know, you cannot challenge... So we have the new challenge system. You can't challenge something that was not called. Correct. The whistle has to be blown for you to challenge a call. Right. So, so if they would have called anything, then it could have been challenged. But the time ran out. Yep. The game was over. Over. game was over. What about Gobert? Why do you th- uh, Why do you think Gobert won't be on the All-Star team? This is, this is why I think the players should have a, a decision in it. Because I, I think everybody that goes against Gobert appreciates and respects his game. Because he changes right. the game more than any other player can on the defensive end. Um, I don't think he his stats don't show, it. show an yeah, all-star yeah. performer. You know, he averages 14 points a game. He's probably in the top 40 in points. Right. So that's where he's not going to come in. Fans, I don't think, appreciate, outside of the Jazz fans, what he does. Right. So. You know, you'll know, you'll notice two things when people get drafted to the Utah Jazz. One, they're excited to play with Donovan Mitchell. And two, they're excited not to play against Rudy Gobert. Right. <laughs> I've, I've heard that over and over I again. I love it. Uh, Moutier got interviewed after the game against the Knicks, and he just said, nobody can understand how much of an impact Rudy has on our team. It's he amazing. called him the anchor of our defense. And you consider what an anchor does. Uh, and what Rudy Gobert does for the team, and he—that's—that's that's a that's perfect exactly description. I love Absolutely, it. I think he deserves a spot on the All Star team. I, 
If I had to bet on it, I'm going to say he doesn't get in. I'm with you. I don't think he's going to get in again. Which hopefully just turns Gobert into... Beast mode. Yeah. For the rest of the year. Fuels him for the second half of the year. It sometimes works. Yeah. When When he didn't get the defensive player of the year, when I think Draymond Green got it that year, three years ago. And he like made fun of him for crying? (laughs) Probably. He did. Legit. (laughs) I think that fueled him some more, too, to get it, obviously, the next two years. So... Um, do that, we do we know when All Star Weekend is? It's usually in March. Um, research team, where you at? Let's have them look that up. While they're looking that up, big shout out to some of the guys who commented on this: Hiram Taylor, David Vaughn. I uh, can't pronounce your name, Sanjay Kartik. That must be somebody who voted for uh, the Croatian creation. Yes. I can't pronounce yes. their name. Daniel Woodward. Jason Moore, you guys, listen, guys, we appreciate your support. Go Jazz. Uh, All-Star Weekend is February 14th through 16th in Chicago. Valentine's Day weekend in the Windy City. Where else would you want to be? Not in Chicago. I don't think that's where I want to be. You'd be watching those Jazz players in All-Star Weekend. Um, What about Bogey for the three-point contest? I would like to see that. I think that would be really – it's so hard because the Jazz are shooting so well on three-pointers. I don't even know who to send. Right. You send him? You send Ingles? You send George Niang, who's going off from exactly, three lately. Exactly. Just draining threes. Think of their percentages right now. Right. Uh, even even uh, Royce O'Neal. Shooting he, the lights out. He's over 60%. It's because we don't shooting. take bad shots. Right. We don't force anything. The only player who can shoot threes off the dribble consistently is maybe Donovan and maybe Ingles uh, if they go under a screen. But right. we shoot open shots, we shoot smart shots, and that's why our percentage is so high. We are smart the basketball only players. The three-pointer that I don't like is the one-on-one ISO with Bogdanovich on, yeah. on the three-point shot. Yeah. I don't like that. When he resets, but he doesn't re-engage the yeah. offense, he just ISOs and shoots. That's the only one I'm not happy with. Yeah, I, I get that. Man, they're all so good. I think it should just all be jazz. I don't even know why <laughs> we have other teams in the NBA. All-star weekend. <laughs> yes. So unfair. So unfair. Um, let's see. Listen, next week, what's our topic here? What do we got? Ooh, let's talk about... Let's talk about we're almost halfway through the season. Yeah, I think you our, said our, we're... Uh, we're playing the Charlotte tonight and then Washington. And then on the 14th of January, that's our middle of the season game. It'll be our 41st game okay. against Brooklyn Nets. Okay. And we're halfway through the season. So halfway through the season, I want to talk about little... We should be painting a playoff picture now, now that we're about halfway through. Yeah. We want to know what your ideal... First round matchup for the Jazz is. Man, I know you guys all have an idea. I wonder if the players are starting to think about that right now, too. Matchups are huge in the NBA. It makes a big deal. It really does. And especially if there's some history there. And you guys know the team that the Utah Jazz have played against the most in playoff history is Houston Rockets. Rockets. Isn't that incredible? Yes. And I got a feeling... It may happen again. I know in the early in the two thousands when we were playing against Tracy McGrady and we had Darren Williams, we played against them a couple of years in a row and we always kinda had their number. Right. It's kind of flip flop the last few years. They've beat us out of the playoffs two years in a row now. And it's so hard because I feel like we're a better team, but there's we didn't have the arsenal that we have now. No, we don't. We didn't. And now we do. And so I really feel anyway. Listen, we'll talk about that. We'll get in more depth. So give us your ideal matchup. Let's keep it to the top six or eight teams. Um, Obviously, I would like to go up against Golden State in the playoffs, but that is not looking (laughs) very realistic. Okay, so hold on. So that's Los Angeles Lakers, Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas Mavericks, OKC. 
Yeah, let's cut it there. Okay, so you, who who do you want to play against first round? Who do you not want to play against first yep, round? And that's g- our and touchy me, topic. I'm asking you. Oh, you want me to give mine right now? Okay. <laughs> I'm asking the fans, but I want your answer now. <laughs> On the spot. They get a week to think about it. You know what? Oh, man. You don't have an idea? I, I thought you had. Okay. I I'm did, gonna, but now I keep I'm looking. Gonna, and I'm going to blur it out. I want to play Houston Rockets. I love that because attitude. I want to knock them out first round, and I know this: if we win first round and come in and play Houston Rockets on the second round, we're not going to be as hyped as if we knock out Houston Rockets on the first round and go. This is where we never could have gotten in the seasons in the past. We're already past it. Okay, nothing can stop so us. You now. want the Rockets? I want them. To be eliminated by us first round, just to you know, it's like yeah. it's like when you get that dish of food and you want to eat the vegetables first, so you can end with the good stuff. You know? <laughs> just get the bad stuff at out the, of the at way. At the end of the day, if you want to go deep in the playoffs, you got to beat good teams eventually. Right. So first round matchups. I mean, it'd be nice to have an easier first round, but if you want to go deep, you got to beat good teams. So might as well take Houston right off the bat. Is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I like even, it, even though they don't hold the number one record, because I still see it's going to be us in L.A. In Western Conference Finals. Oh, I would love that. Because tickets aren't that. Oh much. man, I'm to getting get to chills. LA. I'm All getting right. chills. Enough of me. I want to hear yours. Who do you want to go against? Um, I think naturally I want to pick OKC because they have the worst record out of those we named. But I think we match up well with Denver. To be honest, really, really. I think Jokic is is not playing as well this year, and right. I think he struggles against Rudy. So I think that him being their best player, and we can take him out of the game. I like that matchup. As it sits right now, we're against the Clippers, right? Right. Right. And it, I don't hate that matchup. I, I And I like the Clippers, actually. I like their players. I like their style of basketball. So anytime we play the Clippers, I'm enjoying the game. Yeah. And they've been good games. Yeah. All, all of the games have been good for the Jazz. We've kept it close all but one. <laughs> right. So anyways, keep, out, keep, keep a lookout for our post on the Jazz Nation Facebook group. We're going to post a touchy topic for next week, and we want to get your input. Yeah, we want to hear who do you want and who do you absolutely not want first round. And give us a reason why, I guess. Yeah. Okay, the Jazz are on fire. So is Seven a, wins in a row. So is Australia, by the way. Oh, if you, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a laughing matter. No. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, I... I used to live in Australia for nearly seven years, so I know that they have when they have bushfires, it's it's a hard task for them to undertake over there. If you if you don't know what's going on in Australia right now, twelve million acres of land have been burnt, over twenty four people, two thousand homes. They're projecting a half a billion animal and wildlife have died in these fires over there. It's, in it's crazy. I looked at it's some insane. of the pictures of Australia, and they've kind of pinpointed where the fires are right and there's it's all over that east coast it's insane in all the years i've been there never seen anything like it hands down it's gonna be yeah you spent some time in there how long were you in australia Uh, nearly seven years and i was actually a volunteer firefighter there for five so i've been out on some of these they called you uh no they're not interested Uh, but (laughs) i think i'm not certified or something (laughs) along those lines but you know the jazz Obviously, we've got a multinational team. We talked about that last year. Joe Ingles, obviously, being a true blue Australian, mm-hmm. he's you know rallied up the troops, got some NBA players, and they've donated nearly a million dollars to help That's awesome. donate to the cause. That's so awesome. It just goes to show. I mean, I think in the last year, you think about the things that he's done for 
between Joe, you know Joe's son Jacob and and all the money he's done for fundraising for autism and the awareness things that he's put in motion for that and now again to rally up the troops to donate money for Australia, we've got some good guys on our team. As as kind of he's kind of a clown sometimes and I think right and he the can players be, kind of realize that but he he's a good dude he in his heart right he really is he's um, a huge advocate for autism awareness because of his son and now he's he's rallying other Australian NBA players to donate uh, funds to this to this fire. I think it's pretty cool. I just I am just glad. I mean the the class we have on the Jazz is incredible. It's good. I mean I, and who else blows kisses to the fans of the opposing team <laughs> right. every game? You don't think he's a little bit sarcastic <laughs> oh, about No. Him? <laughs> okay, probably, but I still love it when he does it. <laughs> Nothing else makes you smile. But good on you, Joe. We just wanted to say uh, and out to all the people in Australia that we hope it all works out for you. Yeah. All will be well. All yeah. because of Joe Joe's Eagles. money. <laughs> <laughs> so good for Joe. Three point and raising money where we need it. What else you got for me? Seven in a row. Let's talk about our jazz success. Okay. I mean, how good has the bench been lately? Amazing, right? It's 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 crazy how much having that one player in Jordan Clarkson come on. That's the only difference in our bench right now and how it affects the others. Manuel Moutier against the Knicks had 27 points against his former team off the bench. He loved it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but I think it all stems from having that one change. But how can one guy have that much effect on the entire bench? When when your teammates are playing well, it makes you want to play well. And and a really good player can make the other four on the court better by playing right, right, right. And I think that's what Clarkson's done. He's built our bench's confidence. It makes the other players want to play with him and work hard when they're, he's on the floor with them, those bench players. So I think that and just his his attitude and presence has helped right. our bench really pick it up. How, how good has Niang been since awesome. getting more awesome. time? Man, he's shooting so well. He is. And our bench productivity is huge right now. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Yes, it is. It's going to be huge. So I think that is a huge factor for us. <laughs> Keep saying it. Is our bench productivity, now that we have Clarkson, others are feeding off of it. Right. I, I, it's just nice to have a bench that's not a Band-Aid. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Where it's not like, okay, and now we're holding our breath until our starters right. get back in. Oh, our starters, we're up 10. we got to pull them out and put our bench right. in. Hopefully we can... Stay ahead. <laughs> where 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 we played against the New York Knicks, and we got ahead, and we put in the bench, and then we stayed ahead, and that's just what we've been lacking right. all season. Right. And I just think it's going to get better and better. We still need to worry about the rotation of Conley when he comes back in. I we know do. a lot of people worried about that. I do have a proposal, Jazz fans. Hear me out on this. <clears throat> I haven't done all the numbers yet, but $30 million we're paying Mike Conley. What if we just release Mike Conley and pay everybody's tickets <laughs> to the rest of the season? I mean, would it add up to $30 million? The thing about the contract I, I don't, is I know you, you're not it, out. We're still paying the, <laughs> the money. But I'm just saying maybe Mike will be like, oh, yeah, my bad. Since I'm not playing, I'll just give the money back. Yeah. I don't need it. You guys, I, maybe Mike Conley should buy our seats for the rest of the year. I did see something cool. Um, we have 90, it was either 80 or 90 straight home games that we've sold out. Really? Tickets it, wow. right now. That's impressive. So that's cool. So people are filling those seats whether they're getting it for free right, or not. Right. So, But uh, I just think Mike could give a little shout give out. Give a little back. Yeah, give a little fans. back since, since we're not getting anything back. I but. do know a lot of players buy tickets throughout the year. 
to give away to fans. Yeah, yeah. So I know that's kind of cool. Well. Exum used to be on that list, but he's not. He's By the not. way, he had a one single blowout game with Cleveland, had like 26 or 28 points. 28 points, points for Exum. Like his Incredible. third game in Cleveland. Right. Pretty exciting. That's good Good for Exum. Yeah. I'm happy for him. I still think we made the right choice, but I'm happy for him. Anybody who doesn't think we made the right choice can become a Cavs fan and right. enjoy that roller coaster enjoy ride for it, the rest of your life. People. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited to see us play some against some good teams coming up at the end of the month. With our we've confidence higher. We've had an easy little stretch lately. I know we're winning lots of games. They have been easy, but... You, you win the games you're supposed to win, and we're doing that right now. But I am excited with our best basketball of the year right now. We're playing to play against some, some top-caliber teams. We have the Rockets coming up this month. We have Dallas, Pacers. Dallas coming up. Pacers are playing good. Pacers are playing good. Some of these games will be a good fantastic. test for us as we're going forward. Tonight we, we're playing the Charlotte Hornets. We're going to win them. Yeah. Okay, what's really funny about their record is... They're 15 and 25, and we're the exact opposite. 25 and 15. We're 25 and 15. So that means we're better than them. It does. does. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I never really thought of the Pacers as a a challenge on the. But they've really been playing better than... They beat us in Indiana earlier in the year. You know, they're 23 and 15, and we're 25 and 12, so... It's right there. You know, they're they're not that far off. Do you think that after you win those easy teams and then you come up against the hard teams, it's harder to win them or because you're like, okay, you overthink it and think now we've got some hard teams to play? Or do you just keep the momentum and the energy from your wins from easy teams and just carry it? I bet it varies team to team. Right. Because I've seen some teams, they get that momentum going and it just carries them through to good wins, to tougher teams. And then other teams start to build a little bit too much confidence and overlook teams right. and think they're a little better than they are. Um, one of my coaches playing playing basketball would always tell us, you're never as good as you think you are. You're never as bad as you think you are. So when when you're playing really well, you got to be a little bit humbled to come out and play consistently hard. and keep playing hard. Right. But when you're playing poorly, it's, it's just a slump and you're better than that and you can get through that. So I really like that. Mm-hmm. That quote. You know, early in the season, the, one of the things that we were winning games and losing games and winning games and losing games, and the thing that we were missing, we thought was consistency. Yes. And right now, we have it. we have the consistency that we were whinging so much about. So I'm hoping that we can take that, harness it, keep using it, and I think our bench and bench is going to get more and more confident. I, I feel like coach is going to be giving bench lots of minutes just to rest our all stars. Did you pick up that word whinging while you're in Australia? <laughs> yeah. Joe I love it. knows all about that. I love it. Everybody's a whinger. <laughs> right. No, I totally agree. We're being consistent now with our bench, especially. Our starters have been pretty good most of the year. I mean, Rudy's probably one of the most consistent players in the league. Just his style of play is able to be consistent. He doesn't isn't expected to score a lot. And that's usually the most inconsistent part of people's games is their ability to shoot. But our starters have been pretty, been pretty good. Our bench has been playing tremendous consistently through this right. stretch. Better, so. better, and better. I, I, I'm just excited to see George Nang make shots because he's so fun afterwards. He gets so pumped <laughs> up. He's so excited every shot. He's like a little kid. He's right. He gets so pumped. Clarkson does not. He has no emotion. No. But, he's, but that's good. He's in the zone. <laughs> that's important. I think we're going to win Charlotte by 16 points tonight. 16? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you above 16. Above 16? I'm going to go above 16 just because you said that. You think we're going to get above 16? Yeah. Okay, I want to see those bench guys come out. I want to see Ed Davis on the floor a little more. Do you think that we can beat what we did against New York Knicks as far as players with double-digit points? How many did we have? We had eight players on the Utah Jazz. That's awesome. 
I mean, that's half the that's roster. That's awesome. You think we can do more? It does help when our starters don't play a lot in the fourth. That's what I mean. Well, if we're up, if you that's think true. we're going to win by more than 16, there's a chance that'll be the case, right? I don't think so. I think somebody's going to kind of take over. Who was our leading scorer last Wednesday? Only had 20 or so. But I think somebody's going to kind of go off this game. We are going to have an easy road to a win against Charlotte. I'm calling it. Yeah, Moutier and Bogey both had 20 in the game. I think I said Moutier had more than that earlier. He ended up with 20 against his former team. Nobody really stood out and had a tremendous scoring game. So I think we're going to see that to, um, tonight from from Donovan, from Bogey, from even Joe Ingles scoring 25-plus. Coaches so. are on to Donovan, and they are double-teaming him hard out. And, and all we have to do is make the adjustment and rotate the ball to another player. And we've got so many tools now. It's amazing. Stop us. It's amazing his scoring average has increased from the last few years, because we have so many more weapons right now. I, I thought he would going to be his numbers would go his down. his numbers would go down. Right, but he, that's how efficient he's been. He's, he he's more, scoring at a much efficient. better efficiency, and he's able to increase his scoring average with all the the other assets we have on the offensive end. He's he's amazing. We're lucky to have him, and we will be looking out for him at the All Star Weekend. Yes. Get your votes in now. Voting is still live. Get them in for our guys because we need them there, and it'll be fun to watch in Chicago. February 14th through 16th is All-Star Weekend. If you haven't gotten your wife anything for Valentine's Day, it's the perfect gift to take her to Chicago and have her watch the All-Star basketball games. Or I bet a, Michael Jordan will be there. Or have a candlelight dinner at home with the All-Star game on. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, we're excited for tonight's, tonight's game. Jazz are going to tear up Charlotte. No problem. Go Jazz. Keep the fans in the seats. We want to see that streak going of, of sellout games at home. Jazz are playing tough. We got some tough games coming up. Keep staying behind them. This is going to be fun. That's it, boys. You've been listening to Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson. You're welcome.